Hello and welcome to another episode in the summer edition of Ithaca Now, where today we'll be playing the first episode in WICB News' summer series, Asian in Ithaca, Stories of Race, Culture and Identity. This series will focus on the Asian American and Pacific Islander community in and around Ithaca. I'm your host and WICB News Director Himadri Said. In tonight's episode, WICB News correspondent Jordan Broking will be discussing some of the common concerns and experiences of the AAPI community with Hana Cho, former Vice President of IC Asian American Alliance. Jordan has more. In the summer of 2020, we interviewed the Ithaca community about Black Lives Matter as people across the globe called for solidarity and demanded police accountability, a movement that continues to this day. These interviews were a part of ICTV's summer interview series, which can be found on ICTV News' Facebook page. This summer, we decided to talk to members of the Asian American Pacific Islander community who have been subjected to heightened discrimination and hate crimes during the COVID-19 pandemic. While the pandemic led to a surge in hate crimes against the Asian community, this culture of scapegoating, oppression, and marginalization has been decades and generations in the making. Through this series, we hope to explore the many diverse voices of this community within the Ithaca area. I'm Jordan Broking, and in today's episode, we explore some of the common issues facing the AAPI community, including Asian stereotypes, biased news coverage, the sexualization of Asian women, and more, with Hana Cho, who is the former vice president of the Ithaca College Asian American Alliance and has a minor in Asian American Studies. If you look into the sort of um, history of Asian Americans um, and Pacific Islanders in America, there is a sort of disconnect with a lot of other races um, in terms of like the history where basically most of at least Asian Americans, um, the Asian American population in America is uh, all stems from, you know, immigration from uh, like across the Pacific Ocean. And no matter how long your family has been here, no matter how many generations your family has been there or here, we are always seen as the perpetual foreigner. Um, We see as we, an outsider, we do not belong in America. Um, But at the same time, we are held to a different standard than a lot of other races where there's the model minority myth where Asian Americans are sort of given like good stereotypes where, you know, they're, they're always like, you know, smart or whatever, like good at math, like good, good law abiding citizens or whatever. Well, not really citizens because, you know, still perpetual outsider, but still law abiding and such, which is then used against other races to pit, you know, Asian Americans and other races together to uphold white supremacy, basically. So in this narrative that's been created by white supremacy, a lot of people have unfortunately bought into it because that's what we have been socialized to believe and such. Um, a lot of Asians, Asian Americans themselves, you know, grow up thinking this kind of stuff because, you know, that's what we grew up in. That's what people tell us. And so some people uh, believe it. And sometimes it's hard to, you know, break out of that mindset when that's all you've heard. Um, when the reality is obviously, you know, these stereotypes aren't real because, you know, they're just stereotypes. Not all people, not all Asians are good at math. Um, not all Asians are the same, especially um, the when talking about Asians 
there are so many countries that Asia encaps Asia encapsulates, and um, there's so many different cultures and countries within Asia that all have their own individual histories. And generally, if you look at you know the sort of immigration data from um, what kind of populations came to immigrate to America, a lot of them are a lot of them change depending on the country due to either economic or you know historical like wars and such um there are different reasons why different uh people come to america and when you take an entire continent and generalize them it really um it really overlooks the trauma and you know the discrimination uh people face especially like Asians that aren't like East Asian, like Southeast Asians and South Asians, like they're often erased from the narrative because they're not the Asians that um, Americans like to consider as Asians. So there's just a lot of misconceptions about who Asian Americans are, what they face, and you know what kind of discrimination they face in such in America. And now, if you're comfortable, would you mind sharing any struggles that you may have faced as a member of um, or as an API member? Yeah, so I grew up in a a very white uh, sort of neighborhood, very, my school was predominantly white. Um, And, you know, I faced a lot of uh, just like, you know, bullying based on my race, you know, people would, you know, do their eye squints at me, you know, say like speaking random like Chinese Japanese words when I'm Korean um obviously I wouldn't know those words um basically sort of piling all Asians into one culture which doesn't make any sense um and then coming over to college it's just been you know a kind of a disaster and feeling in facing racism but being feeling invisible because of it as well um because there are no like until recently i personally as an east asian i have not faced a lot of like um outright uh acts of racism where there's like any like assault or verbal harassment not anything like as serious as what many others might face um but um, at the same time, I do see and feel for people who aren't East Asian, who don't have the privilege of being East Asian, being having uh, being more well represented in certain places. And so I know that a lot of Southeast Asians especially uh, face a lot more discrimination based on that. Um, personally, uh, as a Korean American, um, lately, you know, with like the K-pop, K-culture boom, I see my, I grew up before then um, and only into like high school, college did like K-pop really get popular. So, you know, I grew up from, you know, people being like, I don't even know where Korea is, you know, do you live in East or West, like Korea, North or South? Um, And like making fun of my heritage where, and then suddenly it becoming mainstream and the trendy thing and watching people, you know, commodify it and appropriate uh, parts of my culture when when none of that is very, um, where they don't understand, you know, the importance of certain parts of my culture. And it's really just a trend to them. Um, that is what I face uh, lately um, in terms of um, 
discrimination on my part. Hannah studied as an Asian American minor at Ithaca College. According to them, the minor was recently added, but a common hurdle with the Asian American minor was staffing. We only recently uh, got uh, Wendy Yamashita on our on board, who is our Asian American Studies, um, you know, advisor, um, and she is our Asian American Studies professor. Um, she only joined in two thousand eighteen, I want to say, um, or nineteen. Um, and before her, um, when I believe it was Dr. Nguyen, uh, he left in that. In that one-year uh, gap between um, the two professors, we had an interim professor, and he was a white man from Cornell who wasn't even majoring. He was like a graduate student, and he wasn't even majoring in Asian American studies. He had like a minor, like a linguistics minor in Japanese or something. Um, and so, yeah, that made me very... That did not give me hope for the Asian American Studies minor then, but um, Wendy has done great things for our program, and she does a wonderful job. Unfortunately, we she will be um, leaving IC, so I am keeping an eye out for how IC proceeds with this to fill the void that she has left behind and also to fill the void of... Um, Dr. Salazar, who was our um, Native American Indigenous Studies professor, who also left um, in the midst of the pandemic. Um, I do want to keep an eye out for how they proceed with um, with uh, finding someone to replace them and what they're going to do in the interim, because, you know, I don't want another white man teaching my history to me. Um, and also another thing is that... Um, the Asian American studies minor is actually very new. I think it was in 2014, I want to say, when uh, students, um, you know, basically had to fight for the minor and, you know, prove to the school that there is a demand for it and that it's important that it be taught, that Asian American studies be taught. Um, so it has a history of, you know, student activism and like fighting the institution to become even a thing. And I just hope that going forward that it will continue to thrive and improve. Um, and yeah, I, I have a lot of faith in the uh, CSCRE, um, but we'll see. According to Hana, these hurdles in teaching the public about the AAPI community extends beyond the educational setting, such as with the news coverage of the Atlanta spa shooting in March of 2021 in which six out of the eight victims were Asian women. It was obviously very disappointing, but I was not surprised at how the media chose to cover the uh, shootings, um, you know, making it out to be, you know, unsure motives um, just because this guy might, might have been just having a bad day and implying that these women were uh, sex workers, which is obviously there's nothing wrong with being sex workers, but to imply that, you know, Asian women um, are sex workers after their death um, without any solid proof, really, it contributes to the sexualization of Asian women that is found in so prevalently in America and American media. Um, and it's very harmful um, for us, obviously, um, as someone who is Asian and is perceived as a woman. Um, I that was also difficult for me because, you know, it 
contributes to the idea that all all Asian women are you know sexual objects, and that clearly this shooter viewed uh, these Asian women as sexual objects that he felt like he needed to get rid of by ending their lives. Obviously, the police did not handle it very well with their statements as well, saying that he had a bad day and such. Um, I also did not appreciate the way that uh, President Collado addressed it, saying that the voters were unclear just because that's how the media was uh, the media was uh, covering it. You know, it's easy to address what is actually happening. Um, it's not that hard. Um, but other than that, I do have a problem with the way that it is being depicted. I am grateful that it is receiving coverage because there have been plenty of hate crimes that don't get covered um, and aren't uh, viewed as racist hate crimes and haven't been, um, you know, deemed newsworthy. Um, you know, for example, like the uh, recent shooting of um, when I, f- I believe his name is Winston Smith. I can't remember exactly. I'm not good with names, but you know, um, I haven't seen much of uh, coverage of his death in popular media. I've only seen it in independent media and of from other activists. Um, but I, I, it might also be because I'm paying closer attention to you know Asian uh, hate crimes just because as someone who has family and has friends who are Asian, um, I can keep an eye out on this. Um, there, another thing that I also do not, uh, I, I do not like about the coverage is the way that there seems to be more emphasis on hate crimes that have been perpetuated by people of color, um, specifically black men. Um, it seems like the ones that have been sensationalized more are the ones who are are the are the crimes that have been perpetuated by black people, um, and they make sure to like specify these people's race and their like backgrounds usually if they can get that. Um, whereas I found that with uh, white people, they don't. There's not as much of an emphasis on their race, and they don't get as much of a background check as you know black people who commit crimes do. Um, so yeah, that's that's how I've been feeling about the uh, coverage. And now, uh, what are some things that you wish that non-Asians would understand about the API community and its lived experiences? Asian Americans are people of color. Um, we do face discrimination. You know, we all need to be in solidarity with each other to, you know, fight against white supremacy because that's ultimately what's pitting us against each other, and you know, is the only thing that's benefiting off of um, our backs. Um, We have a long history of belonging in America. We have a long history of being exploited by America. Um, And really, there is also a long history of... um, of age of um, hate crimes against Asian Americans, like this is not an isolated incident. This is not something that was born out of a few hateful things our past president has said to us or about us. Um, you know, anti, especially anti uh, Chinese sentiment is extremely is part of the American like code. I would say, like our our society is so drenched in xenophobia just because of, you know, economic and political reasons that, um, you know, especially Chinese people face this kind of um, backlash. Um, 
just because of another country that we want that America feels threatened by economically. Um, it's 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 all it's all part of white supremacy, and we all need to recognize that. Fellow Asian Americans also need to recognize that, you know, this is all part of Asia, uh, just white supremacy, um, and we need to stand in solidarity with other POC, especially our Black and Brown, you know, brothers and sisters and siblings. Now, do you feel like the acronym AAPI is too broad or limiting? Yeah, I actually do have issues with the term AAPI. It is, like I said, um, you know, you can't encapsulate an entire continent like that. It is, there are so many different countries that have each individual histories that inter, you know, intertwine. Um, there are plenty of countries that have very um, tenuous relationships with each other and histories with each other and to lump them all in the same group really does not uh, does not do anyone any favors. Um, there's also like a big push in the AAPI community for um, disaggregation of um, just census data and just in general like data regarding AAPI, uh, the AAPI community. Um, one thing that I was reading recently um, shows like that shows how diverse the AAPI community is. Um, it shows that like uh, like uh, Vietnamese and Filipino American communities uh, hold a 48% uh, favorable view of the GOP. But if you disaggregate, you know, if you look at other um, ethnicities, Japanese uh, Americans hold a 14% uh, favorable view of the GOP, whereas Chinese um, Americans hold a 20% favorable view of the GOP. And that's so different. Um, and it a lot of it does stem from, you know, our different cultures, our different histories, and you know the circumstances in which our families arrived to America. Um, so it's really important to disaggregate um, data regarding Asian Americans. Um, on the other hand, AAPI, the PI part of it, Pacific Islanders, um, I know that they do not believe it uh, accurately describes their community. Um, Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders cannot really be uh, Aren't, aren't necessarily synonymous with, with each other. They have a completely different history, um, much of it being, you know, being colonized by America. Um, you know, a lot of them feel more, uh, more um, connection of being, uh, re being regarded as indigenous to their islands. And I think a lot of this just comes with the uh, just the history of finding it convenient of uh, the wars in the Pacific Ocean and just like the Pacific in general, um, you know, against Asia and using the islands in the Pacific um, as, you know, um, just like uh, lily pads to get to Asia. Um, it comes from that kind of history of war. Um, and so I do believe that AAPI should not be, you know, the be all and all the like, catch all for uh, our communities. I believe that Pacific Islanders de deserve to be um, acknowledged and viewed as their own community. And when they are grouped in with us as Asian Americans, it does uh, tend to erase 
their stories and their experiences um, just because, you know, like I said, it, it, just the term Asian American encapsulates so much and to have an already um, underrepresented uh, group of people uh, who have completely different experiences with us only works to erase them further. And for those who are interested in learning more about the Asian community, uh, what resources are out there that uh, you recommend uh, for them to look to and read up on? ICAAA, actually, we have compiled a list of uh, organizations and readings that we would like people to uh, see that's on our link tree at um, Ithaca underscore AAA. Um, we have a lot of readings on that, and we have also a lot of um mutual aid resources. We also have um, resources under our statements regarding both the COVID, um, uh, COVID-related hate crimes and also specifically the March 16th Atlanta shootings. Um, but specifically, um, things I want people to read. Um, the Asian American Feminist Collective is a great uh, New York City-based resource. It um, does a lot of excellent intersectional um, activism where they talk about, you know, gender, sexuality, uh, relating to Asian Americans, uh, the problems that Asian Americans face, and they work very closely with, um, you know, Black and Indigenous uh, communities as well. Um, so I highly recommend that source. We have a lot of, like, bystander training resources and other uh, ways to report uh, anti-Asian hate crimes. So I highly recommend looking at those. Great. They all sound like amazing for our viewers to go look into. And now, is there any message of hope that you'd like to go extend to the community itself or any other advice that you'd like to give at this time? Our strength comes from our community, from our solidarity with each other and other communities. We have power in numbers and we have power in uh, our strength and our heritage and our love for each other and for ourselves. Um, the best way to fight back is to educate yourself, educate the people around you, learn more about our histories and using that knowledge to make good decisions and to be able to um, educate those around us and those especially that have power. And just to remember that, you know, just because what's on the news, just to just to be um, critical of what's on the news because it is going to be told through a le a perspective that is most favorable to those who have power in America. Um, look to independent sources. Look to academics, uh, academic and activist sources. Be there for each other, and also to put that same energy and effort into the injustices faced by other people of color um you know stand up for black lives matter because that's black lives matter is proof that you know people of color matter and you know our lives can't matter if black lives don't matter now there are many ways in which you can educate yourself on the aapi community in your own day-to-day -day lives as hana touched on there are academic sources and other platforms whose mission it is to do just that the Ithaca College Asian American Alliance also has a list of websites available to the public on its Instagram page at Ithaca underscore AAA. We here at WICB also hope to continue this dialogue throughout this summer series. You know, remember that this isn't a trendy, you know, hashtag, you know, stop Asian hate, API hate isn't a trendy hashtag, you know, just because COVID-related hate crimes 
might one day come to an end doesn't mean that hate crimes against Asian Americans will stop. And that's all for this week's episode of the WICB AAPI interview series. We will be back with a full episode next Sunday at 7 p.m. focusing on the LGBTQ plus members of the Asian American Pacific Islander community. I'm Jordan Broking, and thank you for listening to the AAPI interview series on WICB. That's all for tonight's edition of Ithaca Now and Asian in Ithaca. You can find all of the episodes for Asian in Ithaca, stories of race, culture, and identity, and other stories on WICB.org. The full list of resources for AAPI action and education will also be available on our website. That's WICB.org. All of the music from Ithaca Now's intro and outro comes from Dr. Dundiff of Louisville, Kentucky. Follow WICB on SoundCloud and subscribe to Ithaca Now to hear full shows anywhere, anytime. Also subscribe to The Latest to hear our daily newscast every weekday. Just search WICB News Presents on your favorite podcast app. For more updates throughout the week, follow WICB News on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. This series is made possible by producers Vedanta Kauri, Emily Hung, and myself. Correspondents Jordan Broking and Clayton Davis, and editor Jay Bradley. Special thanks to manager of television and radio operations Jeremy Menard, WICB station manager Connor Hibbard, and programming director Lou Barron for their support and assistance. We'll be back with another episode next Sunday at 7 p.m., focusing on LGBTQ members of the AAPI community. I'm Hamadri Seir, and thank you for listening to Ithaca Now on WICB.